Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast. I'm very excited to have my first episode with a couple guests on it. My guests are Larry Luke and Gaurav Videk. Here's my conversation with them about the Atlanta Hawks' first game at home at State Farm Arena. Their thoughts on the arena, the game, we kind of talk about a lot. Let me know what y'all think about this type of episode, and I'm hoping that I can have both Larry and Gaurav back on the Kettlecast. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Larry and Gorov. Hello, this is Forrest Willoughby from the Kettlecast, and I'm excited to have my first couple of guests on the Kettlecast, and I will uh, let them introduce themselves. Hey, what's up? I'm Larry Luke. I'm a designer here in Atlanta. I love the Hawks and everything Atlanta, so you'll catch me at a lot of Hawks games uh, this season. Lower bowl, sometimes with the six-man section, um, sometimes just uh, wandering around. <laughs> There's too many people I love at at, Phil, or at State Farm Arena to, the farm, the farm. Uh, to stay in one place, okay. so I, I tend to mill around. Find me in the team store. <laughs> Uh, my name is Gorov. You can find me on Twitter at, at GVDAC. Uh, typically, I talk Braves baseball, and so I'm super excited to, to dig into some Atlanta Hawks. And I'm excited to have both of you on here. I think for this episode, we're going to talk about game one at the farm and what y'all think of the new Hawks. Larry was at the game. What do you think of the new arena? It was fantastic. It feels like home, but it feels like an upgrade kind of a facelift all over. Um, I love being able to walk through all the way around the concourse. feels like there's little neighborhoods in different areas, little corners that you can pop into and get particular type of food or fan experience. All in, all, in, all around upgrades. How are the, uh, the different clubs? Did you get an opportunity to check them out? I've been in the different clubs on different occasions so far, but not last night. I didn't have access last night, but um, I did a couple tours. They're they're cool for different kinds of people. It's like if you want to watch a little bit of basketball and do yeah. a lot of socializing, they have that experience. They have a another experience where it's like if you want to watch a lot of basketball, but still have kind of a premium food experience. They yeah. have that, and then they have another one kind of like that where you can even see the post-game presser from that mm-hmm. club. You can see the players like walking to and from the locker room from that club. It's cool that they've catered a couple different fan experiences there, and then they even have like a top golf swing suites and yeah. up high, which cool in concept, but I... I don't picture myself ever doing that. I mean, I love golf. I love top golf. I love the Hawks. But there's something about being in one of those swing suites and being completely removed from what's going on on the court that doesn't make sense to me. But maybe it makes sense for a corporate function or something like that. I was very impressed with the renovation. I was kind of skeptical what they could do over two summers because they were only doing changing stuff inside the stadium. The way I've kind of compared it to is a lot of houses going to an open concept, and I felt like this was the arena version of going to an open, open concept. concept. Totally. Um, and I, I do really like how you can go walk all the way around the arena now, and also they have so many vantage points to see the court even when you're not at your seats. Absolutely, and you get a similar feeling to, like, if any of you guys have, well, you guys have definitely been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, like, like we're all diehard um, Atlanta United and yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Walking in, like by the Falcon statue, 
and going right into the bends and you've got that porch that kind of like looks into onto the mm-hmm. field we kind of have a baby version of that at state farm arena now like if you walk in right under the atlanta letters you walk a few feet and you can basically see into the court and it feels open and initially just you feel like it's a different experience so it's really cool feel more connected to what's happening in the game yeah you talked about the food options have they significantly improved is it not just a like burger and you know that type of place so they have they have normal stands that have like your kind of fan friendly pricing for burgers hot dogs and things like that i think there's some places where you can get like a five dollar beer or whatever i don't know the exact prices but are definitely other things like there's like a little Italy area back by the where the old club used to be. Okay, they've got a couple Geo's stands and a couple Antico stands. Uh, we had Antico during the open house the other day. It was pretty good. Really, For, it felt like it was a better Antico than if you had been to the club side on at the Benz and they had Antico there. Mm-hmm. It. It was. It tasted better for whatever reason. Like I remember my wife saying, "Like, oh man, this pizza's way better than at the Benz." Um, and then they have like a Zach Brown Band Social Club on one end, which is. I thought it was just going to be like one stand. Yeah, it's an entire area. Like it's a pocket of the stadium, and it has a certain feel. And like all the food options in that pocket, like left and right, they're they're all kind of like this like Southern country American fair which kind of cool concept i I plan to eat there before the next game i didn't get to last night the lines were too long yeah and i like that they had brought in like you said the little italy and even zach brown these are like local people and kind of atlanta stuff into the stadium whereas they had kind of just had the generic Mm -hmm. you know wings and whatever They, they have a uh JR Cricket's up at the third level oh, as need well. To, need to find that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Huh? Um, right. So if you need to get your wings, absolutely. I like yeah. how they're embracing, really embracing Atlanta now. Right. Really embracing it. Uh, it was funny. My buddy who hadn't been to the arena in a while, and who had been to Mercedes-Benz now twice, kind of once when it first opened and once for the latest United game, he had said that he had noticed you, uh, the Mercedes-Benz had put up more art and more stuff since it, they opened. And mm-hmm. I think there'll be some more art and... I think it's not finished. The farm's not finished yet. Yeah, there's still some tweaking to do. Yeah. They're probably working on it right now. That yeah. now that yeah. the game's over, right? We gotta get yeah. a, uh, an original Larry up in there. Yeah. That is a fact. Come that on, Hawks. I'm here for you. You need to. You need to. Call that slam me. dunk. That slam dunk thing that you created is just like the the little poster. Or was that Matt? I don't remember. It might have been Matt that had every single jersey for every single slam dunk competition win. Oh, that's my friend Harsky. He he oh, did man. that. that yeah, that's really, an amazing at Harsky H A R S K Y. He has this awesome poster of like every slam dunk participant's jersey and the jersey they wore, and then it denotes like who won. I think it was like through twenty ten or mm-hmm. twenty thirteen or something. But really cool to look at that and see. There's some Wilkinses on there. There's mm-hmm. a Josh Smith on there. Spud. Yeah, there's some Spud on there, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, but overall, I had so much fun there last night. And regarding food, I was just so busy like socializing, <laughs> watching the game, and walking around and seeing new things that I didn't commit to a meal. I did grab a Chick-fil-A sandwich from like a little... They have like this little pop-out Yeah. Thing. I think they're like pre-made and just kind of... They keep okay. them warm. But I was like, <laughs> just just give me a sandwich so I can eat it keep while going. I keep going. So yeah, I had a lot of a lot of things to do last night. Just 
wanted to stay busy, you know. Home opener, absolutely. And I think we can get into the game a little bit. It was nice they had Zach Brown perform the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also provided shirts. And then what was new this year is they gave you a wristband, a light-up wristband. Yeah, those are cool. I, 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 they played I, really well on TV. Really? They looked yeah, good? Yeah, they looked awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was going to translate. Especially yeah. after like a big like a big dunk or a big play and everything just starts lighting up. It looks really cool in, the, in that fourth quarter. Ooh. Yeah, I remember like seeing my wrist light up a bunch, <laughs> and so I'd like hold it up. I was like, this is so you cool. Want, yeah. I wanted to hold it up too. Yeah. Yeah. So there was... I think they had a similar thing at the MLS All-Star game where we had our wristbands at our seats um, that kind of did some interaction with whatever was going on in the game mm-hmm. or like maybe like halftime performances. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It seems to be perfect for basketball because when you get a big hoop, like the whole place lights Same. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of opportunities to enjoy the lights. Like and... between the game getting very intense and the crowd really getting into the fourth quarter and like every single play that right, that wristband would go off and it was just like the overall experience just seemed it played so well on TV and I really I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe this is a thing that they can really continue on." Do you guys think they'll keep doing it? That's a good question. I don't know like how expensive it is mm-hmm. or like if you can reuse them if you'd ask people to bring them back or if you could like I think you'd have to leave them out every game to do sure. that. Maybe but, like the big national TV games and yeah. stuff like that. It was fun. I loved it. I mean, I would bring mine back. We took ours home. Yeah. It's not doing anything now. It's just sitting there. <laughs> right. It doesn't light up or anything. I mean, I wonder if they'll connect it. Like, you can connect it to your Hawks app or something, and maybe mm-hmm. it could, like, go off or something like that. Okay. Yeah, we were we were laughing. Like, imagine being in a big meeting and you're just lighting <laughs> up and being like, oh, the, well, the Hawks scored. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I really liked that aspect of the game with the lights, and I I would totally bring mine back if I remember to, mm-hmm. and if they keep doing that, like more power to them. It was fun. I think a lot of people were into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it just. Um, I think just the natural reaction to like launchers to be shown and have it up there. Well, now like the Falcons and United have to do with something because the Braves have the the, the eye chop right, and then uh, oh right, yeah, they turn the turn the lights out. Yeah, yeah, and now the Hawks have a lot of wristbands. So Falcons and United, you guys are up now. Well, United fans do the um, the cell phone kind of we we ready yeah. thing. Like that's cool. That's really cool. And I kind of feel like that kind of like sparked the Braves to do their thing mm-hmm. almost because it was so cool in Mercedes Benz to have that. I want to see these teams push each other now. I want to I want them to like try and one up each other. It'd, be, it'd make for a really just a really good product. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually happy to see or there was some United jerseys like of I saw them everywhere there. last night. Yeah, I I. I, I totally love going to an Atlanta sports game and seeing people wear like gear from other teams yes. or that are also in Atlanta. Like I super love that. Yeah, but that wouldn't be me because I want to be fully like dipped mm. in what the, the, the actual team that's playing. Yeah, but I, but I do support it. It. Uh, I, I think Atlanta fans have been maligned sometimes for whatever reason, and like having the United having so much success and so much fan engagement. The Braves being so good this year and being so much fun, I think, brought a lot of enthusiasm. And I think this young Hawks team, like, maybe can continue that momentum from those guys, those teams. Absolutely, these, I mean, these dang millennials making sports <laughs> fun. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> listen, I mean, I was I had my doubts at initially, but everyone was in the building last night for Trey Young. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it was 
tight in there. I remember turning to my friends I was sitting with and saying, like, I don't remember a game this exciting since, like, 61 season mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. possibly ever. Like, it was so much fun in there last night. Well, I, I talked to you just uh, a couple of days ago about how this is the first time in a very long time regarding the last game against the Cavs where I went out of my way to look at every single Trey Young highlight because <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. wanted to see what he could do. Like, And then in the fourth quarter last night, his little breakdown at Dennis Smith, Yes. I was like, I was, I was, lit- I was working uh, at my desk, and I saw that happen, and I jumped up and down, like I couldn't. I was like, oh my, that, I haven't seen something like that. I don't even know if I can remember it. No. a Hawks player that had like that. I mean, much. maybe like yeah, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, yeah, back okay, yeah, 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 Jamal yeah, Crawford, way back. Yeah, I mean, our starting point guard has handles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty nice and he's got the cockiness to to really play with it i love it oh speaking of cockiness did you see after uh what he got into it with wesley matthews and then, yeah and then he ended up shooting those free throws and then he hit one and walked over and tried to get a high five from, <laughs> from matthews that was so funny i'm like man you're a rook and you're going after him like this like yeah it. i like it yeah i mean he just brings a confidence level and he hadn't had such a great game going into it and i think at the the fourth quarter when it got close, he was willing to get fouled and, like, yeah, take it to a veteran like Wes Matthews and be like, hey, if you're going to foul me, I'm going to come, you know, yeah, say was... thank you for fouling me. That's so awesome. You can tell he's, like, an instant leader. Mm-hmm. I think having, like, your young guy kind of be your leader adds a kind of childlike quality to the whole team or an, a good energy where they're all excited. I mean, we've talked about a little bit Omari Spellman and Kevin Herter's the other rookie, but... There's just the energy they bring is pretty awesome mm-hmm. on the court. Yeah, I like all the rookies. And I heard this cool story about Kevin Herter last night. Apparently, he's like shooting the lights out at practice and beating everyone in all the shooting drills. And so, like, I don't even know if he's 100% healthy yet. Right. But once he gets his NBA game speed going, like, I think he has a really high ceiling for. I remember seeing, I remember when he got drafted and I was like, okay, this is an interesting move. And then I watched some videos of him like, oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. He's a legitimate like 3 and D type player, that a perfect wing type player that you want on your team. And he's a guy who gets a lot of rebounds and you talk about handles and he can handle the mm-hmm. ball at 6-7. He absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he can jam it too. He can get up. He can get up there. <laughs> he's uh, during the layup lines at the beginning, Vince threw a ball off the backboard for him to get a dunk and he... He uses that to uh, get boards, but he can dunk. I mean, we can talk about dunks, but there are going to be a lot of dunks with Trey Young and, mm-hmm. and all these guys who can fly. I mean, did Bembry have a dunk last night? That was pretty awesome. Yeah, he did. Bays and uh, Alex Lynn doesn't even really have to jump to dunk it. Um, but Baysmore had a huge left-handed dunk. Baysmore had a couple that he created on his mm-hmm. own, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Dude, like some he was. Bays. It's crazy the 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 amount of teamwork that. Bays already has with some of these teammates like him and Len his his off the ball screens from Alex were like fantastic and really he's so big that like there's so much space generated <laughs> that Bays was able to pull up you know the, the that late mid-range jumper that actually tied the game I think it was and then he had the also from a screen from Len went around and dunked it for an easy two points like they got some good they got some good teamwork yeah. Really early on in the season. They brought in Alex Lynn specifically for those screens that he yeah, sets. And he does one heck of a job. They track, yeah, I need to look into it, but they track screen assists, which I think are exactly what mm-hmm. you described. Spellman and his wide body and Alex Lynn just being a big dude. They have some good screen setters now. Mm-hmm. 
to get that movement. And with Trey, like you're going to want to get him into space and get the defensive rotating. And then if you can get Baysmore and Bembry working off these screens as well, mm-hmm. just helps the team kind of move the ball. And one thing I appreciate about this team is there's not a lot of like dribbling. We kind of saw Dennis Smith Jr. really dominate the ball at the end of the game. And really the Hawks were moving the ball to whoever was hot. Baysmore had seven assists. I mean, Trey Young wasn't having a great game. And he had five assists. The ball doesn't stick with the team. What really stuck out to me about Trey was this was obviously just, you know, a a pretty poor performance. Five turnovers, something you don't see him do. He didn't do that in college. He's not a turnover-prone point guard, and he struggled with that today or last night. However, he stayed with with it, right? He never, he he didn't show like any... um, outlandish emotion he never got frustrated I mean you could tell he got frustrated after a couple of the fouls that he picked up which were really weird the the lifted leg where where they said that he picked up his leg and drove his knee into Dennis Smith I was like that's they showed it, was? yeah, and I was like, "This is not a foul at all." Yeah, the whole stadium booed when they saw that. It was it was some very weird calls going against him, but he never let it get to him. And then he was hitting those really, really clutch free throws at the end of the game, which was nice to see from someone so young. It's nice to have point guard that doesn't sulk when something yeah. doesn't go his way. Right, I think it's probably been a decade <laughs> since we've had something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, past generations of Hawks teams that we fell in love with, a lot of them were just quiet dudes. Yeah. Um, These guys are not. Mm -hmm. These guys will bark. These guys will show emotion. These guys will mix it up with other people. Vince Carter was getting in in the mix last night. I loved seeing that. Like, that's what you want out of a team. Mm -hmm. You want to see the emotion. Yeah. It makes for a more fun product. For sure. I think one thing that I'm hyped about, too, is... John Collins is not playing right now because of injury. Um, he's a sharp-dressed dude on the bench, and I think he gets up every point mm-hmm. and is cheering his teammates on. Um, yeah. And for a guy who's probably the leader right now or should be as a second-year player, which sounds strange to say, him embracing kind of the Baysmore of old role mm-hmm. is uh, extremely awesome to see. Yeah, they really support each other. Bench mob is real. Yeah. <laughs> We need to come up with a name for the bitch mob because they absolutely are. <laughs> I think we'd be remiss not to talk about the first quarter at least a little bit, how the Hawks found themselves in another big hole. Also, Luka Doncic, who was with the Mavs and who the Hawks traded, kind of had a very good first quarter. Yeah, yeah. all-around great game, I yeah. would say. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. impressed with him. He's going to be around for a long time. He's mm-hmm. a really, really solid player. Just to pass at his size and also mm-hmm. kind of... I've been impressed with Trey as well. Not to, it doesn't look like they're out of place. Like sometimes rookies, you feel like they're pressing. And I thought both Luca and Trey kind of even keeled. And yeah, Luca hit a couple threes in that first quarter. And the Hawks were just giving up kind of open shots. I felt like I was kind of worried that being down forty-two or being down, you know, twenty-four to forty-two at the time at the end of the first quarter, maybe the crowd wouldn't get engaged in this mm-hmm. game at all. Um, it was definitely a thought on my mind. So yeah. <laughs> And this being like our one national TV game too, it was like, is this what the Hawks are going to show the national audience? Um, <laughs> and, and like instant overreaction, right? Like, oh well, the Hawks won this trade, or the Mavs totally <laughs> beat, won the trade, right? Like, whichever, whichever way it went. But I think best possible scenario for us happened last night. Right, we got the W. We mm-hmm. dug out of like sticky situation yeah they can't dub one team the winner or loser <laughs> or the of loser. that trade at least not initially which yeah. is nice because like that comparison um i'm so tired of hearing about yeah. it already 
And it's cool to see, like, Trey and Luca kind of embrace each other. And, and resp- like, they went and shook hands. And, and on Twitter, they've both been like, I hope he succeeds. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about the team game. It's not me versus Trey. Or, yeah. But it was know. cool to see Trey steal the ball from Luca the first time they matched up. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted, like, a little, you know, maybe, like, two possession where it was just a one-on-one show. Just <laughs> to be like, oh, I got this guy. But I'm, gl- I'm actually glad it didn't happen because it was more about the team ball. But I kind of, in the back of my mind, wanted it's happened. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Luca, he wore some red and gold Kobe ADs last night, which I thought was interesting. I know there's no more like rules, uniform restrictions on the colors of shoes, but why did you wear red when you came to Atlanta? <laughs> like, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Was that a nod to his draft pick? Yeah. Huh? I didn't even really think about question. that. Did you see Trey's shoes? Yeah, they were Ooh. they were pink, hardened. Mm-hmm. I forget what number, but. I guess they were probably breast cancer awareness colors. Oh, or, that's a good point. I hadn't uh, thought about I'm not that. really sure. If I, I would assume that, that that was that. Yeah, the I noticed Trey's shoes, and then Baysmore had the super bright, like you know, red and colors. red and volts. Do you think they're? A, do you think they'll keep this uniform rule the way it is right now for the sneakers? Yeah, I think they have to. I mean, I. There's there's too many players trying to express themselves on mm-hmm. on their shoes like they'll write things on their shoes and there's so many like the brands come with so many colors. It's such an easy days. way to let to let players express some of their own personality. Yeah, for sure. And like, let's look where the money is. Nike is the official uniform supplier of the NBA. Nike makes a ton of colorways of different mm-hmm. shoes and they make exclusive shoes for different players. It just makes sense to like kind of have the shoes be part of the conversation every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it within like talk the first about it 10 right minutes, now. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you're like, oh, I like so-and-so's shoes. I heard the lady behind me last night talking about uh, Luca's shoes and why they were red and all that. So I think that that's a good thing. One other sh- sneaker notable is that uh, Torian Prince has always been an Adidas athlete since, yeah. since his Baylor days. He's went, He's been wearing Air Jordans every game. Hmm. Um, and I sent out a tweet to this guy, Nick, Nick DePaula. He's really high up in like, knowing what's going on with sneaker contracts with NBA players and all that. So apparently Torian's Adidas contract has now expired and he's kind of a free agent. And I guess in a way he's wearing the Jordans he's always wanted to wear. Ah. Or maybe he's trying to like get the attention of Jordan Brand to say, well, like, hey, throw me a check. Like, I'm balling. He keeps playing like he is this season. He's going to be pretty much, he can pick anyone he wants. Yeah, for sure. He has come so far on the offensive side of the ball. And, like, last night he had a quiet 24 point. It just seemed like yeah. he fouled out, which was weird. 24 points. He was 5 of 9 from the three-point line. Yeah, he does that. He's going to have his pick of whoever. Um, he was hitting his jumpers, like, consecutively mm-hmm. you know it was really hot at one point yeah and uh the ball found him i mean we talked about the pass that trey had just ahead and trey will he's not looking to hold the ball he'll get the ball ahead and torian wasn't even looking and he just the ball kind of just landed right in his lap and he's like oh i'm open i'll shoot this three and he drilled it and i felt like like all the things lit up on your own wrist, and the crowd went crazy. Yeah, that was fun. On top of that, you had a 19-year-old, right after that happened, come up to Torian Prince and be like, hey, man, you have to be more aware <laughs> yeah. of when I'm bringing the ball down the court, because I want to find you. I want to give you the ball. I want to maximize the number of opportunities we have. And yeah. like it, that really stuck out to me about Trey. Is he's already showing leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, Four games into the season, his rookie year, didn't have... Had a, 
on all accounts had like a pretty poor game, but he's still like mentally strong enough to be to try and improve his teammates. I was very impressed with that. I think he kind of gets that too from his coach. I've been very impressed with Lloyd mm-hmm. Pierce so far. Through the first three games that were all away, there's been times I've been yelling at the TV, just frustration and to get down big again. But Lloyd Pierce is always so even keeled. He's almost like Brad Stevens on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like he's showing a lot of emotion. He's just you know telling the guys to do what they've practiced. And I've been very impressed with him so far. Definitely. Definitely. I, I want to see, once he gets some, maybe some more uh, personnel that really suits him, because I know he's known for being a, like a more, much more defensive-minded coach, mm-hmm. I'd like to see what he could possibly do. But right now, like he's keeping these guys motivated. You know, We're going down early by a whole lot, and he's keeping them motivated enough to chip away and keep at it. Keep at it. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so far really impressed with Lloyd Pierce as well. Yeah, he's got us in uh, tied for fourth place in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> we're not going to get that. Uh, we're not going to get that lottery pick. That lottery pick. Cavs are too bad, so we won't get their top five, and we're going to end up making the playoffs somehow. <laughs> that would be. I mean, beating Dallas has helped that pick that we get. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. It's they, maybe the Hawks are playing a little too good right now. <laughs> yeah, they're playing. They're playing great for for quarters at a time. Yeah, they you are. know. Oh, I'm sorry. Another person I was pretty impressed with was uh, was Deadman. He hasn't really played much at all, and he, I mean, he probably played what? Yeah, 14 minutes. This is his first game, back. but uh, he was really good defensively, which is exactly what you want. And then he hit that huge three. Yeah, uh, it shows we got a pretty solid amount of depth at, at center, which is something I haven't said as a Hawks fan ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it seems like. All the guys on the team uh, have the freedom to play their their game. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like maybe in the past the buds system was was the way, and you had to be you had to fit five. in. Yeah. yeah, so it seems a lot looser now. And like you know, Deadman had so much confidence mm-hmm. last night. So yeah, getting him back where we don't Miles Plumlee is more of a spot guy versus being the backup. I think is huge. You saw Deadman step out for a three. Alex Lynn hit a three. Mm-hmm. Um, he had hit six threes in his career before this season, this season, and he's already hit two. So it'll be interesting to follow that. In fact, more of that. <laughs> if uh, if if Donald is listening to this, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, but the the fewer minutes for Miles Plumlee, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with that. Yeah, it was just to see the team come back after that and really get the crowd involved, and it felt like I don't know what you thought the arena felt like. In the fourth quarter. Oh, the fourth quarter was amazing. Like, I was, I was so hyped. Everyone around me was standing and cheering. Like I said, you know, that we, I wasn't in the six-man section either. I was, like, with just regular old people, casual basketball fans, and they were hyped behind me, like, cheering, you know, in their seats, not just getting back. They were there, locked in to see Trey Young. When he hit that basket late, yeah, the place went crazy. Can't wait for more games like that. Hopefully Saturday feels the same way. It'll be the first weekend yeah. game at home, so maybe a similar vibe. Chicago Bulls, too, you know, they always draw a pretty good crowd. Yeah. So. Hoping for more of that. I do understand that there will probably be some games that will be less uh, attended. It was so fun. I mean, Trey Young, he thanked the fans twice in his post-game interview. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you guys did this, you guys are motivating us, we want to thank you guys. He really gets it, doesn't he? Yeah, he totally gets it. He's so smart. He's going to take over Atlanta. He's going to be like the face of the Hawks basketball here pretty soon after this, probably like midway through the season. Yeah, he's going to be the Joseph Martinez. Yeah, yeah. I'm Um, down for that. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting, and 
I I was kind of skeptical if a Wednesday game would hinder the attendance at all for the home opener, and I'm excited to have a weekend game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they said it was a sellout last night. I don't know if it was a, you know, they they do weird stuff with uh, turnstile numbers, but it looked like a true sellout. It sounded like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the season going on, and yeah, we're definitely going to have to get Guaro to the arena. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, is there anything else y'all want to talk about? I actually did want to get, uh, I had a question for both of you, and I, I'm curious what you guys thought of the fact that, like, during that second quarter blitz by us, Jeremy Lin essentially didn't play during much of it, and Bembry was, like, the point guard. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of that? That was, like, I didn't think that that was something that was going to happen. Is, do you think it was because Bembry's defensive presence was unreal last night, but... Him and Kent were basically the point guards with Trey and Jeremy Lin sitting. Right. Um, I think Coach Pierce has already shown that he's willing to go with like a group out there that can switch all positions. And having like Bembry, Torian Prince, was Omari Spellman out there, mm-hmm. um, Vince Carter. He has five guys, which like the early two thousand Hawks would have like been happy about having all guys who can switch, but. Having his defense out there was was what he wants. Jeremy Lin is just he's still working his way back from injury. It was awesome to see him hit a three last mm-hmm. night because he had been very hesitant before this game for like shooting that. Coach Pierce is very aware of his minutes and doesn't want to like overextend him. And he's played him a little bit beside Trey Young to get him more in the shooting guard position. And so when he's playing him next to Trey, he has to rest him some other times and I, Pierce has been comfortable having Bays and Bembry essentially be the backup point guard and I thought his defense like you said oh my goodness he was all over the place last night I was so impressed for someone who really didn't play much at all last season right and has been like mainly D-League he like he lo- he played like he belonged in the NBA and it was really oh, yeah. fun and to see Bembry all preseason kind of showed flashes mm-hmm. of greatness and getting down in a hole in the second quarter at home, that was the first real like test for a lot of our rooks. Mm-hmm. And we have a very young team, and there's something to be said for a guy like Bembry and Torian Prince, Kent Bazemore, who have been around a little bit. They know what it feels like to play on that court mm-hmm. um, in our house and kind of dig out of a hole or just make some stops. And yeah, that kind of maybe showed the way for what eventually happened in the fourth quarter like, mm-hmm. late, later last night. So yeah. That whole group, just a lot of open shots the Mavs had in the first quarter weren't there in the second quarter. Yeah. And it was because you had some defensive-minded guys out there to go from, I think the Hawks only gave up 16 points in that second quarter. <sighs> yeah, I heard post-game Lloyd Pierce was saying in the huddle, he just challenged them to make three stops in a row. I saw that, yeah. And that's kind of a nice... yeah. Coach, coaching thing, yeah. you know, like I've never heard anything like that before, and I was like, oh man, I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's about setting small goals, and once you once you accomplish those, you gain that confidence. Did you guys happen to see the the quote about Vince Carter regarding the the comeback? No, I think it was either Torian Prince or or uh, Trey Young, and they were like, so what exactly happened? And it was like Vince Carter cursed us out. <laughs> I was like, that's the ve- veteran uh, leadership I was looking for. Like, love, Stop being bad. Like, I love okay. that. <laughs> that's what you want from Vince. That's yeah. why he's here. That's fantastic. Hey, if, if a legend like Vince Carter is going to curse me out, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what I was doing and I will do anything he says. Life coach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I, it was a fun first home game and uh, hopefully the Hawks keep having fun this season. Yeah, That's I mean, a fun team. I just 
We might not win that many games, but it's a fun team. Right. We've won half of our games already. We're yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, right. We're, I mean, playoff bound. Yeah, I, my expectations have admittedly been low. Not expecting a lot of amazing games and amazing comeback games like that. We had so much fun last night. I can see the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what it's going to be. So, like, we're on a trajectory, and it feels good to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a Hawks fan, like, can only be optimistic about everything, including new food and new arena and all that. So It's just nice seeing us. It looks like we, we kind of hit on all three of our high draft picks last last draft because sure. like they they look good and i look forward to watching them develop as a team and see how lloyd pierce can get them better defensively and that kind of stuff because the offensively they're all so gifted they all know how to shoot they know how to set their screens like i think we got that pretty much taken care of but to see them come together defensively is going to be like a isn't that the uh, case of all atlanta teams <laughs> yeah right. we, we don't have a problem scoring <laughs> But we're not necessarily going to stop you from scoring either. Yeah, <laughs> just keeping up the tradition. <laughs> that's kind of the trend right now, at least. Well, I really appreciate having y'all on here. Hopefully, it won't be the last time. Larry, you make some awesome art. I don't know if you want to share where people can get your art or see it. Oh, sure. I, you can just follow me on Instagram at Larry Luke. Um, L-U-K only has three letters. There's no E at the end. I'm also Larry Luke on Twitter. I have a website called LarryLukeDesign.com, and I just sell all my weird art there. Yeah, so if any projects I do, you'll find out if you follow me on those social channels. But yeah, thanks for having me on. I can't wait to do it again. Awesome. And Goro, you're, you're on podcast for the Braves more? Yeah, if, if you if you guys are interested in learning more about like Braves baseball, you can follow me on Twitter at GVDAK. Uh, that's G-V-E-D-A-K. Uh, my podcast is Road to Atlanta. We mainly talk about um minor league baseball so if that's your thing or if you just want to learn more about like the analytics side of it we we talk a lot about that too uh it's mainly like super educational but really laid back a lot of fun you get to learn a lot about the the background of the players and more about uh almost like humanizing players is what i what i enjoy doing and you get to really get to get to know them on a personal level and I, I really appreciate when you tweet out gifts of really disgusting pitches that our pitchers throw. So I would Thank recommend it. Thank goodness for Yeah, if you want to see some crazy curveballs or just really nasty pitches, I'd recommend you follow Goroff. But uh, oh, one more social media thing to follow: um, Hawks Bros on Instagram, yes. the Hawks Bros on Twitter. We're more active on Instagram, but um, yeah, basically we're just a few Hawks fans that we just post things that we think fans will like, or cool merch, or whatever old photos from the past or just memes um but just kind of being more connected with like what it's like to be a hawks fan so check us out and um give us a follow absolutely follow hawks bros they are amazing i would just like to thank larry and guarov again for coming on to the kettle cast I had a lot of fun recording this episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!